Welcome to the Love Before 100 podcast. I'm Rachel Birch, and I'm here because everyone says dating in your 40s sucks. So I decided to make a game out of it. Part scavenger hunt, part bucket list. I made a list of all the ways I could meet my person. Then I assigned every task a points value. The goal now, find love before I hit 100. Points or years, whichever comes first. Hi, and welcome back. So here we are. It's smack dab in the middle of summer. When June started, I looked at all the upcoming events on my calendar and declared that this would be my proverbial hot girl summer. As I flip from July to August and into September and October, I excitedly start to plan out the remaining summer's events in the notes section of my phone. If the rest of the summer is anything like my UK trip and the Morgan Wallen concert, this summer could prove to be one of the best summers of my entire life. So what's coming up? Well, next up is the Chris Stapleton concert in Atlanta. Then I have a photo shoot and then the Golden Sky Festival in Sacramento. For the photo shoot, I've been debating which city to have it in. Originally, I had planned to get a fancy hotel room in San Diego. San Diego. I literally can't think of that whole city without thinking of Hubba Hubba. Besides, I had originally planned San Diego, figuring that after the shoot, while I was all decked out in hair and makeup in this amazing hotel room, I'd invite Hubba Hubba to come visit. That seemed like the ultimate. But now that Hubba Hubba's out of the picture, I'm reconsidering. In my notes, I write Temecula? Question mark. Laguna? Question mark. Newport? Question mark. Honestly, I'm so much less excited for this whole shoot now that there's no Hubba Hubba component. And actually, I have four upcoming trips down to San Diego, and each one is a little less exciting now. But anyway, let's leave that and plan the concerts. You probably know by now how much I love making lists in the Notes app of my phone. Packing lists, planning lists, brainstorming lists. Getting those thoughts swirling around in my mind onto the page just does something for me. Plus, lists serve as a great distraction. So maybe I could stop thinking about hubba hubba. I start a new note for the concerts. I write concerts at the top. And then I type out Chris Stapleton dash Amy. Amy's my best friend from college. She lives in Colorado, which is where we went to college. So I don't see her often. Rach, when I'm all better, we should go to Jazz Fest together. I'm on the phone with Amy and she's telling me about her breast cancer recovery plan and what she wants to do when she can drink again. Absolutely, I say. And then I hear a little voice say, ask Amy, ask Amy to go to Chris Stapleton. You don't have to save it for a man. So I ask her, oh my gosh, yes. I want to see him so badly and I've never been to Atlanta. It's on my bucket list. I could hear her voice change and she sounded so happy. I had forgotten that before she was diagnosed with cancer, we had actually talked about seeing Chris Stapleton in Denver. This seemed like a perfect fit for both of us because now she had something really great to look forward to that could help pull her through all those tough chemo and radiation appointments and all those days that she was really feeling the effects of all of it. Finally, I got it. I can have an even more epic experience with a girlfriend than with a guy. It honestly never occurred to me that inviting someone to go to a concert with me could mean so much to them. So in that moment, I decided the concerts were for bonding with girlfriends. Duh. I could way easier get my need for adventure and play fulfilled with friends who I also know share those needs. It no longer felt like I had to invite a girlfriend because I didn't have a partner. Now it just felt like the best choice. 
Hot Girl Summer, note to self number one. Instead of focusing on what you don't have, focus on why what you already do have is the best choice. Oops, oh my gosh, I didn't realize what time it is. I have to go get ready for my workout session. A couple months ago, I started weight training in preparation for my photo shoot. My friend Brittany is constantly posting workout videos of herself on Instagram, and she looks amazing, like incredible. So I decided to check out her trainer. I've known Brittany since we were like seven years old. I met her on a street corner. She was visiting her grandparents who lived on the next street over, and I was out riding my bike. We almost crashed into each other and immediately became inseparable. We would hang out every weekend when she and her parents would come down to visit, year after year throughout my entire childhood. Brittany quickly became my best friend, something that I really longed for growing up. You know, the one person who you knew was the friend you'd be going to that concert with. Back then, it was Madonna, although I guess now it could be Madonna too. That friend who you'd share that best friend's broken heart necklace with, Anyway, I realize now that the search for my bestie was really just another form of this longing to find my person. Back then, Brittany was my person. Brittany was a year older than me, and I looked up to her so much. I honestly wanted to be just like her. She was beautiful and cool, and we had a great time together. And all the boys liked Brittany. She taught me how to dress and how to tease my bangs. I think she's the one who convinced me to get bangs. Hot Girl Summer note to self number two, bangs don't work as well on curly hair. My bangs did not look like Britney's bangs. I think that's probably where some of my comparing my looks to other women started. I just couldn't pull things off like she could. And weight training would prove to be no different. Now, granted, I just started, but our bodies are built completely differently too. Britney is skinny, toned with very big boobs. I describe her as a real-life Barbie. Remember in the first season when I said something like, I felt like, why would someone choose me when they could have someone that looked like Barbie or a Kardashian? Yeah, looking back, that's probably where this all started. And even though our bodies were different and almost everything about us was different, that didn't keep me from trying to be more like Britney. Anyway, Britney and I eventually parted ways, I think sometime in high school. I don't remember exactly when or what happened, but thanks to the power of social media, Brittany and I reconnected a couple years ago. We talked a lot about getting together for lunch or happy hour, but in all these years, we only managed to make it happen once. And that's a crazy story. So Brittany and I decided to meet up for dinner at the Balboa Bay Resort. It's a known hotspot for getting picked up, but also it has an incredible view and yummy food. I get there and she's sitting at the bar surrounded by people, which is normal for Brittany. She tends to draw a crowd. There's this one guy, Chad, who's really excited to be chatting with her. She's not as enthusiastic about him, though. Chad offers to buy us drinks if we stay at the bar with him, but we tell him that we have a dinner reservation and our table's ready. Chad asks if he can visit us at our table during dinner, and Brittany doesn't say no. So we go to our table and order drinks. It's been years since we've seen each other in person, and so we're reminiscing and catching up, and then we're interrupted. Hello. It's Chad just popping by. Brittany sends him away. He comes back around a second time, and she sends him away again. The third time, he approaches cautiously, but this time, he's not alone. He's got a wingman. This man looks to be easily in his 80s. Chad says, here. I have to introduce you to this guy. He's like a Rockefeller. Turns out he's the largest importer of gold and platinum in the world, or claims to be, and he's 92. Chad whispers, his daughter's on The Real Housewives and his son manages a famous country music artist. Ooh, country music artist? That's the part that interests me. Which artist, I wonder? Is the son single? 
While Chad is hard at work on Brittany, I chat with this older man. Good for him for getting out on a Thursday night and having some drinks. From what I can tell, he came here alone just to mingle. He starts to tell me about golfing with Arnold Palmer, the man, not the drink, and about his car collection. He actually does own a car that used to be owned by the Rockefellers. Then he tells him about his travels. Poor Chad is just striking out. Brittany has absolutely no interest in him. As our food arrives, the older man turns to Chad, nods at me, and says, I like her. She's smart. Get her phone number for me, and walks away. Obviously, no, I didn't give him my number. I'm looking for love, not whatever that would be. Although, thinking about it later, it probably would have made a pretty good story for the podcast. Anyway, that's what going out with Brittany is like. I don't expect to get any attention, but I figure, at a minimum, it will be entertaining. So, I'm on my way to the gym. I didn't end up signing up with Brittany's trainer because when I got there, I had said I needed someone who could deal with my whining, but also transform my body, and preferably someone funny. The two women at the front desk looked at each other and said, Dave. So twice a week, I now work out with Dave, and I share all my goals with him. Dave, I have a photo shoot coming up that I want to look good for. He nods. Oh, and also, I want to have sex again, so help me with whatever I need for that. Okay, he says. That's three things. Endurance, core strength, and flexibility. Oh, and one more thing, I add, since he knows Brittany. I say, and I want to feel confident when I go out with Brittany and not feel invisible. After only a few sessions, I'm already starting to feel better in my body. Not from anything outside or appearance-wise, since I'm pretty sure everything looks the same, but I just feel better about myself. I feel stronger, and since I'm keeping commitments to myself, I feel proud of myself, too. And since I've also signed up for this Master of Seduction workshop, I really just want to learn how to feel completely comfortable in my body. Okay, so speaking of the class, let's do this. This week, we are crossing Take a Sexy Dance class off the list. If you listened to last week's episode, you know the universe sent me a six-week Master of Seduction workshop. For as long as I can remember, I've had the desire to be sexy. Again, this probably stems from wanting to be more like Britney. I'm a lot of things, but sexy is definitely not one of them. I have an awkwardness that is at best endearing and at worst a huge turnoff. You've actually bared witness to it. Perhaps you remember the negotiations that precede intimacy. That one guy that told me that I took the passion out of things. Or the guy who I thanked for his feedback in response to his, wow, you're a really great kisser comment. Yeah, it's not my greatest area of strength, so I've been working on it. I've been working on being sexy, which, by the way, is in fact the opposite of being sexy, trying to be sexy. Yep, I've read many books and taken many classes. The first class I took many years ago was called Aphrodite's Circle. Unlike this Master of Seduction workshop, which is in person, Aphrodite's Circle was online. Thank God. I think it was eight weeks, and it was led by this very sexy, very sensual goddess of a woman. She had long, flowing blonde hair, big blue eyes, and big, pouty red lips. She spoke mostly in whispers. I don't remember much of it, but what I do remember is this. Here are my two big takeaways. Let me share them with you in case, you know, you want to be a little sexier too. Okay, so first, she suggested always responding to a man with letting him know how he makes you feel. Her favorite way to do this was with noises. For example, she loved using mmm, just like that sound. Mmm. Not everyone can pull off mmm 
the way she could. She made it sound like a very sexy invitation. While I, I made it sound, well, I mean, you just heard it. Did you feel invited? Probably not. But in my defense, it's hard. Try it. Try it with me. Mmm. Yeah, just doesn't come naturally. Okay, and takeaway number two. When you're out and about looking for a man, your mouth should be inviting. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you. First, be sure you're not clenching your teeth. Clenched teeth are not inviting. You know, like no man wants to put his most prized possession in a clenched mouth. Yikes, you could chomp it right off. No, instead you should have your lips gently parted, your tongue laying softly cradled in your mouth and loose. Sounds good until you try it. Try that. Try that with me. Lips parted, tongue laying gently cradled, gently cradled and loose. Yeah, it's not easy to do sexily, right? How do you keep the saliva from pooling in your mouth and not dribbling out the side? When I tried that, I looked like maybe I had had a stroke. Not sexy. Hot Girl Summer, note to self number three, have an inviting mouth. But anyway, getting back to the current class, the lap dance strip tease master of seduction workshop. It starts tonight. It's about a 20 minute drive from my house. I pull into a strip mall, no pun intended, and see a tattoo parlor, a head shop, and then the pole dancing studio. I park and pull open the blacked out front door, which reads, goddesses welcome, and walk in. Ah, okay, so here's where all the goddesses are. Who knew they were a sandwich between a head shop and the tattoo parlor? The lights are turned way down, and there's a red glow that fills the room. The room is also filled with smoke. Should I be worried? Hi, pick a mat and have a seat. We'll get started shortly. Our instructor, a gorgeous brunette in a flowy dress, is sitting cross-legged on a meditation cushion, and she's waving a wand of sage around. Ah, okay, there we go. No fire here. Just setting the mood. I pick the mat right in front, directly across from her, so I can't hide and sit down cross-legged on the mat. On the mat is a journal, a blanket, a chocolate, and a blindfold. Hi, I'm Melissa. I glance over at the woman sitting on the mat just next to mine. She's smiling, so I smile back. Hi, I'm Rachel. We sit there in silence, waiting for the class to start. Our teacher offers to start the class by dancing for us. She needs a volunteer. Somehow, I find myself in the folding chair in the center of the room. Okay, so now I'm getting a lap dance. I feel so uncomfortable. What am I supposed to do with my hands? Her boobs are right in my face. I try to experience the dance as a man would. Okay, so if I was someone getting this lap dance from me, I would be very happy. It's surprisingly soothing. The dance ends and I return to my mat. Our instructor says, the key is to not be performative. Instead, move from how your body wants to move. That's what sexy is. Ooh, I like that. I slip my phone out of my bag and write it down in my notes. Hot girl summer, note to self number four. Being yourself and at home in your body is the sexiest thing you can do. Then she invites us all to lie down on our mats and we do a long inner child meditation. At this point, about two hours have passed and I'm sure the class will be wrapping up soon. I'm relieved because so far I haven't had to do anything except sit in a chair and lie on the floor. But then she says, okay, it's your turn. Grab a partner. It's time to practice. But don't worry, she adds, you guys will be using your blindfolds so you have time to get comfortable. Melissa and I agree to be partners. I sit blindfolded, patiently waiting for Melissa to complete practicing her strip tease. 
All of a sudden, I feel Melissa's hands rubbing up my ankles and along the outsides of my calves. Ooh, that's a good idea. I'm definitely going to steal that move. Again, I relax and focus on the sensations. It really does feel nice, very sensual. I can imagine that to a partner, it might feel like a sexy massage. I start to feel sad, though. I don't have anyone to do this with. After that catastrophe with Paul and deleting the dating apps, I have no prospects. Ugh, maybe I should text Hubba Hubba. No, Rachel, focus. Now, it's my turn to dance for Melissa. I roll around on the floor for a little while, trying the techniques our instructor had taught us and trying to move how my body wants to move. My body isn't really communicating well, though. She seems to want to just lay there on the soft blanket. I push her to try the move called the sexy spider. I'm just thinking I'm so glad Melissa's blindfolded right now. Maybe not having a partner isn't so bad. Next, I move on to the lap dance portion of my practice. I sexy crawl over towards Melissa. An image of Patrick Swayze crawling towards Jennifer Grey and Dirty Dancing pops in my head and I shoo it away. No, that's not a good visual. I get to Melissa and start with the leg rubbing move. I hop on her lap for just a second and then off. My legs are too short to do some of these moves. I feel more like a warrior hobbit dancing around its kill than a sexy stripper performing a lap dance for her lover. When the dance is over, I feel so dumb. But Melissa emphatically says, you did a great job. And then sighs and says, I forget how good human touch feels. Melissa tells me she is also single. Looking back, I realized I was completely oblivious to the fact that my need for human touch was actually being met in that moment. And I was too busy focusing on the lack instead of actually being in my body, like our instructor had said. Referring back to Hot Girl Summer note to self number one, instead of focusing on what you don't have, focus on why what you do have already is the best choice. The next morning, I get up excited to pack for Atlanta. Because this week, I'm finally headed to Atlanta for the Chris Stapleton concert. I have so many people I get to see on my trip. My friend Misha, who you met way back in season one. Also, my Kunkel. Kunkel is a nickname I gave my dad's cousin. He's half cousin, half uncle. Kunkel. And then, of course, Amy. And although I always have high hopes that I'll meet a guy on the plane or connect with someone while out, especially at a concert, I'm really trying not to focus on finding a lover on this trip. Originally, I thought I was sure to find a lover at a Chris Stapleton concert, a rugged cowboy who loves country music. Yes, please. But I just want to really be present with my friends. I can focus on finding a cowboy lover at the Golden Sky Festival instead. Especially since that's a two-day country music festival. That's plenty of time to find a lover. So back to my girlfriends. First up, I've arranged a night with Misha. We met at our coaches' retreat last December. Misha's a cheerleader, a voice of reason, and an encourager of following my desires. I purposely flew in a night early to spend time with her. Misha meets me at the hotel and comes up to the room and lays on the bed while I'm getting ready. I can't believe this is only our second time ever seeing each other in person. That was so weird with Paul. Did you ever hear from him again, she says? Nope, just two dates and gone. And I was so looking forward to breaking my streak. What streak, she asks. You know, my four-date streak. Last year, I couldn't get past the fourth date with any guy. I had four dates with the original fireman, with the spiritual suitor, with Dan the coach, and even with the weird dog border guy with the really bad breath. But, huh, I don't think I've even had four dates with anyone this year. 
Hmm. Let's see. Paul was two. Hubba Hubba was three. And yeah, I think everyone else was just one. Wow. I say this realizing that the most dates I've had this year were with Hubba Hubba. So speaking of Hubba Hubba, I've been thinking, I'm looking for a lover, right? Why start over and try and find a new guy when I could just text him? I know if anyone's going to agree with me on this, it's Misha. Plus, if we refer back to hot girl summer note to self number one, instead of focusing on what you don't have, focus on why what you already do have is the best choice, right? So I go on. I mean, hear me out. With you coming to San Diego next month for your convention, and since I'll be down there staying with you overnight, it kind of seems like a waste to not try and reach out, right? Then you don't have to worry about me when you're at your work dinners. I'll have him to entertain me. What about the girl? Are you worried she'll show up? Are you going to ask him about it? She says, honestly, I don't think they were together. And trust me, I'm not trying to be with someone who's in a relationship, even for a lover. I know this probably sounds naive, but I really don't think they were. Just based on everything I saw and heard and how I know him, it's hard to explain, but I'm confident she's not his girlfriend. And now it's been six weeks, so a lot could have happened. Who knows? But I could just text him and see, see what happens. And no, I wouldn't ask him in the text. I'd wait until we met up to ask him about it. Well, what would you say if you did text him? She asks. Oh, I know exactly what I'd say. We have a joke about our dates and I'd reference that. He'd get it and I know he'd love it. Yeah, okay. I like it as an option. Honestly, I think he hasn't reached out because he's embarrassed. We have plenty of time before San Diego. Don't text him yet. Let's wait and think about it and decide what we want to do. I love that it's we, what we want to do. Misha has been my number one wing woman. She's the most invested. Hot Girl Summer, note to self number five. And this is a big one. Make sure you find yourself a wing woman who wants it for you even more than you want it for yourself. She's right. There's no rush. We still have another three weeks until her visit. I'm just playing with the idea anyway. I probably won't text him. I mean, shouldn't text him. Just let it go. And besides, she adds, maybe you'll find a new prospect tonight. Hot Girl Summer note to self number six. Never give up hope that tonight's the night you meet your next prospect. We head out for dinner. Misha has made dinner reservations at a yummy steakhouse. And our coach has surprised us with a gift card to cover dinner and champagne. Afterwards, we head to the garden room, a trendy bar attached to my hotel. We walk in and grab two seats at the bar. I look at the menu and opt for the French 75. There are a row of people sitting together to my left. I turn to the guy on the end sitting closest to me and ask, are you guys here for a wedding? A wedding? No, he says, a convention. Oh, I perk up. I have a newfound love for conventions. What type of convention? A lawyer convention. He replies, Hot Girl Summer, note to self number seven, always look for the conventions. I learned that the guy sitting next to me actually lives in LA and went to the same law school as me. I feel hopeful. Maybe this is my new prospect. But then I learned that he recently graduated and that he went to law school straight after college, meaning that makes this guy somewhere in his early 20s. Okay, no. Just then, a very handsome gray-haired man walks in. He's obviously with the group, and he's very loud, very confident. He walks up and leans in and says, is this man bothering you? Just then, the bartender places my French 75 down on the bar. It has a little rubber ducky floating in it. Hot girl summer note to self number eight, whenever possible, order the drink with the rubber ducky in it. The lawyers leave, and Misha and I continue to chat and sip our drinks. 
Some time passes, and all of a sudden, the silver fox and the youngin walk back into the bar. The silver fox says loudly, Have you girls seen a cell phone? I think I left my cell phone in here. And turns around, looking at the bouncer. I start to look for it, but before I can speak, he tosses his phone on the bar stool and says, Oh, here it is, loudly, and then whispers, I had to lie to get back in here. So where are we going next? He asks, placing his hand on the bar. Ugh, wedding ring. He's married. Damn it. Nowhere, sir. Misha and I decide to call it a night. The next morning, I walk down to the lobby to wait for Amy. While I'm waiting, I start to think about my next trip, the Golden Sky Music Festival in Sacramento. I wish Misha liked country music. I need an amazing date for the concert, and I'm impatient. Universe, who's going with me? I start to think about how I went to Morgan Wallen with my best friend from high school, and for Chris Stapleton, I'm going with my best friend from college. And then it occurs to me, oh, what if I invite Brittany, my best friend from elementary school? High on all the girlfriend dopamine from a great night out with Misha and the imminent arrival of Amy, I declined to wait for the universe to show me who I'll be attending the concert with. And instead, I pull out my phone and text Brittany. Want to go to a country music festival with me? Amazing lineup. You have to commit, though. I'm giving you first dibs. And I send a link to the festival with all the details. She replies immediately. Of course, I've never been to a festival. Thanks for inviting me. Okay, so that's taken care of. Exciting. Just then, Amy's Uber pulls up. I run outside and give her a huge hug. She's sporting her adorable new short haircut, but she hates it. She misses her long hair. I think she looks absolutely radiant. My eyes well up with tears. Amy's officially done with chemo and radiation. This trip is her graduation gift. I'm beyond excited to spend time celebrating life with her. We spend the next few days eating, drinking, and shopping our way through Atlanta. Kunkel had given me some amazing restaurant recommendations. And of course, we met people wherever we went who also had tips about the best spots in Atlanta for us. We had an absolute blast. Hot Girl Summer, note to self number nine. When traveling, ask the locals for their favorite spots to eat or shop. You'll find the best places that way. Plus, you'll make some new friends. And then it's time for the concert. My sister Elena and her husband Jeff are also Chris Stapleton fans, so they also bought tickets and flew out for the show. Since we all went to college together, they also know Amy. We bought the tickets right when they went on sale, so we were able to grab VIP experience tickets, which means we had a private whiskey tasting and access to all his guitars and music awards. So the four of us drank whiskey, ate hot dogs, and played Chris Stapleton's guitars. It was the hottest day of the year in Atlanta, by the way. Sweat is pouring down my face, my arms, my legs. Even Chris Stapleton's feeling it. He's throwing waters to the people in the pit. Amy's wearing a wig, but she decides she's too hot and she takes it off. And when she does, our whole row cheers. And the woman next to me leans over and shouts, you're beautiful. It was just a really perfect day. Amy and I wrap up our trip to Atlanta with a big Southern breakfast and then head home. Hot Girl Summer, note to self number 10, always sample the local cuisine. Order the chicken and waffles, even if you're gluten-free. The suffering is worth it. And then we head to the airport. Due to weather and a bunch of reroutes in the air, I barely make my connection. It's close to midnight when I finally make it home. I shower and crash into bed. So good to be home. As I'm falling asleep, I'm reviewing the highlights of the trip. No men, no lovers, no prospects from this trip. And I still feel great. I even have my date for the next concert lined up. But then, the next day, 
as I'm unpacking and doing laundry, I start to think, okay, so here we are again, no prospects, and I've sworn off the dating apps, so the universe is literally going to have to drop him in my lap. Hot Girl Summer note to self, number 11. As Jackie says, have faith that your person will eventually show up. But also, remember Hot Girl Summer note to self, number one, and always enjoy what's right in front of you. I pull out my phone and open the notes app. I write, universe has a plan. I don't know what it is, but what I do know is that my life keeps getting better and better. Just then, I see the incoming text notification across the top of my screen. It reads, yo, I feel like chopped liver. How about you, me, Ed Sheeran, Saturday in a VIP box? I open the notification and see who the text is from. Of course. Of course, it's this guy. This guy shows up right now with an invitation like this. Is this a test? I glance at his contact info. His name is saved in my phone as his first name, dash, say no. Hot Girl Summer, note to self number 12. Save reminders in your phone as contact information so that you can act accordingly. And then act accordingly. Did you hear that, Rachel? Act accordingly. It's right there. Say no. Rachel, two letters. N O. I hope you've loved that episode of Love Before 100. And actually, if you did, I'd appreciate it so much if you'd go leave us a five-star rating in the Apple Podcast app. And then be sure to come back next week to find out what happens next and tell me cross another thing off my bucket list. It's been the-